you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Chains that used to bind me, now laying at my feet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That's enough to shout about tonight, isn't it? Uh, this morning, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank God that he set me free. And he can do it for someone else in this service today. Praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to seeing people receive the Holy Ghost today. Yes, I am. I came with anticipation of seeing somebody receive their miracle from God in this service. That's what revival services should be. That really should be protocol. That should be the norm when we come to the house of God. If the church is functioning as it should be, there should be signs and wonders, miracles, lives being changed, every service. It shouldn't be an abnormality. But every time we come here, we ought to come with bated breath and anticipation that God's getting ready to move. How many is ready for him to move here this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Uh, if you have your Bibles this morning, I invite your attention. The book of Ephesians, chapter number 4. While you're finding that, I'd like for my wife to testify. Praise God. Genesis chapter number 4, and I want to read just one verse of Scripture that is probably very familiar to the majority of us this morning. It simply says in verse 26, chapter 4 of the book of Ephesians, Be ye angry and sin not. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> what was it that I said wrong? I am so sorry. Well, we're going to the New Testament. We're going to try again. It's early for an evangelist. Uh, Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse 26. One verse of Scripture. Really, I, I should just read it. Most of you could probably quote this. Be angry and sin not. Let the sun, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. I want to read that one more time, and I want you to consider these words. Be ye angry, and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. I just want to preach to you for a little while on the subject this morning. How do you want it to end? How do you want it to end? Let's lift up our hands and our voices to the Lord this morning. Ask for God's touch and anointing on the remainder of this service. I pray, God, that you would have your way. You would minister to the needs of people in this congregation. There are folks here this morning that need deliverance. Folks in this house that need the Holy Ghost. There's people that need various and sundry needs of their lives met. I'm praying, God, that somewhere in this service they would have a rendezvous with you and come in contact with you, O oh Lord, and be changed 
as a result. I'm praying it these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you right now, congregation, to help me worship and praise that wonderful name. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, everybody, lift up your voice. Let's praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Turn around to your neighbor and say, how do you want it to end? Thank you for standing. You may be seated. The word of God that I read to you this morning said, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. The setting of the sun has always been typical of the end or the ending of the day. And a day represents a person or an individual's life. Because every life has a sunrise. It has a beginning. And every life has a midday. And every life has a conclusion. It has a sunset. And this verse seems to indicate to you and I that there may be opposition. There may be contradictions. There may be challenges and even mistakes and failures during our day. During the morning hours or even at noon, we may not respond and react the way that we should. The Bible tells us that there may be wrath as a part of our day. The Bible says that before this day is over, it admonishes us. Before our life concludes that we need to rectify our wrongs and make it right so that it doesn't end that way. The statement has been made that entrances are brief and exits are eternal. One of the most overlooked realities of life is simply the fact that you will not be remembered so much for what you did in this life as much as you'll be remembered of how you ended this life. It is the grand finale that really counts. For Jesus said, He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I want to encourage somebody in this place this morning. You may have messed up in the morning hour. You may have made mistakes during the middle of the day. And the sun may be setting on the horizon of your life. And we know that Jesus is soon to come. But can I preach to you that there's still enough time. Him and the sun hasn't went down yet. It doesn't have to end this way. You can still get the Holy Ghost. You can still have your miracle. This church can still have revival. It can still experience a move of the Holy Ghost. Like it's never seen in all of its history. Somebody ought to clap your hands and rejoice that it doesn't have to end with what I'm going through right now. I don't have to continually face the challenges that I'm facing right now. But I can rewrite the concluding chapter of my life. I can rewrite the finish because it doesn't have to end this way. And I'm praying by the time that this service is over that people would run to this altar and say, I refuse 
to let my life in the way that it is right now. It may have not started like I wanted it to. It may not have began like I thought it should. But one thing's for certain. It's not going to end this way. Amen. The sun hasn't gone down yet. And I'm going to change some things in my life. Come on, I'm preaching about a lot of things this morning. I'm preaching about your life. I'm preaching about your eternal destiny. I'm preaching about the salvation of your soul. I'm preaching about your walk with God. I'm preaching about your marriage. Do you want it to end the way that it is? I'm preaching about your ministry. I'm preaching about this revival. Come on, is there anybody that feels like this evangelist feels this morning? I don't want this revival to end this way. Come on, I'm not satisfied yet. I don't want this thing to close. There's too many souls that still need the Holy Ghost. There's still too many lives that remain unchanged. I still need revival in my family. There's still a miracle that I want to possess in this revival. There's still a promise that I want to obtain in this meeting. I don't want it to end this way. I've still got children that are lost without God. It can't end this way. Come on, let's worship the Lord this morning. But I got good news. I got good news for somebody. Hey Amen. The sun hasn't gone down yet. Still enough time for a miracle. Still enough time for change in your life. There's still enough time for you to get the deliverance that you've been praying for. How do you want it to end this morning? John the Revelator was boiled in all and banished to the Isle of Patmos. But he said, I refuse to let it end this way. For he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He said, I'm not going to end this life burnt. I'm not going to leave this life bitter. And I'm not going to end this life backslid. Amen. But I'm going to end this life in the spirit. There's going to be a change. Because I refuse to let it end that way. Samson said, I may be blind. I may be bound. And I may be bruised. And I may not possess the anointing that I once had. And I may not have the victories that I once had. But one thing's for certain. I'm not going to let it end this way. Lord, if only this once, you'll let me feel your spirit and your strength one more time. I promise you the greatest victory of my life will be at the ending. Oh, somebody better make up their mind. Amen. It may not have begun like I wanted it to, but I'm going to change the ending of my life. Peter cursed and denied the Lord. But he said, I can't afford to let it in like this. And repented and went to Pentecost and preached a 3,000 soul revival because it doesn't have to end the way that it began. You may have made mistakes. You may have failures in your life. You may come to this building with a horrible reputation, but you can leave worshiping, praising, and magnifying God, knowing that God has changed you.
come on, it doesn't have to end the way that it began this morning. I said it doesn't have to end the way that it began this morning. You can leave this place, amen, totally satisfied in your spirit. You can leave this building encouraged and uplifted in the Lord. You can leave this house with a revelation that it doesn't have to end the way that it began. I heard about a, a young man during graduation time that for his graduation present, he received a brand new automobile. And I was startled because I never got that on my graduation day. I come to this conclusion that uh, maybe one of the most greatest mistakes of our lives is that we don't get to choose our own parents. <laughs> and I say that sarcastically. Really, all of us realize this morning that we have very little influence on how our life begins. We have no effect. You think those little children in Afghanistan chose to live there? Do you think that those in Ethiopia that die from hunger choose that lifestyle. We, we don't have a choice in the matter. We, we can't choose how it begins. We don't have anything to do with it. But we have everything to do with how it ends. So you have a choice. Amen. You can either accept it or you can change it. But somebody needs to make up their mind in this service this morning. I'm going to do something that the devil cannot do. Did you know everybody in this building has the potential to do something that the devil can't do? The Bible said the devil has fallen and he can't get back up. But there's everybody in this building has the potential to get back up again. Rejoice not against me. Oh, my enemy. To rejoice about in the morning. You may have something to rejoice about in the noontime, but you're not going to be able to rejoice about the ending. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. For when I fall, when I fall, I'm going to rise. It's time to get up and dust yourself off and say, It isn't going to end like this. Oh, turn around that neighbor. Say, I'm not going to let it in like this. I'm not going to let this revival in like this. Come on, I'm going to shake off the apathy. I'm going to shake off the lethargicness. I'm going to shake off the unconcern. I'm going to get a burden like I've never gotten a burden. I'm going to have a desire raging in my heart and a fire brewing down on the inside of me like I've never had before because it can't end like this. There's too many out there that still need this great and glorious salvation. There's too much revival to be had for it to end like this. on this rally time in the house of God. I feel something. I feel something in my spirit rolling over again in my heart. Come on, there's somebody needs to realize I can change it. I can change it. I don't have to accept this. I've got a choice to make. I can shake this discouragement off. I can get over this obstacle. I don't have to live here.
First Chronicles, the fourth chapter. The Bible tells us about a man that refused to let his life end the way that it began. There's been much said recently about Jabez. Many books written and references to the prayer that he prayed. But the Bible says that his mother called his name Jabez because he was born in sorrow. She gave him that name because of her sorrow. In that day, people didn't name their children after a great uncle or grandfather. They didn't just call him Junior. But names had significance. And I might say this. That in study you'll find that when they begin to mention that name, they felt as though when they mentioned that name that that person's presence was there in the room with them when they would talk about them. And so they wouldn't say anything that they couldn't say in his presence. If they talked about an individual, they felt like there was a presence in the room. That person was actually there in a sense. Wouldn't it be nice that when we say things about one another, that we would say it in such a way as though they were in the room with us? Hallelujah. Everything you say about the leadership, everything you say about another person in the church, you say it as though they're there. And so, he was called Jabez because she bore him in sorrow. I thought about that. What a generation of sorrow that you and I live in with one and two marriages ending in divorce. Teenage suicide is at an all-time zenith. I read somewhere that over 1,900 children every day are abused by their own parents. That's appalling to me. I don't understand that. I can't comprehend that. This is truly a generation of sorrow. We received a few lessons from Littleton, Colorado a few years ago that tells us uh, that the generation that's coming on has problems and difficulties and challenges and sorrow. But Jabez said, hey, I refuse to be bound by this name. I refuse to live the rest of my life in sorrow. Lord, bless me indeed and enlarge my coast because I cannot afford for it to end like this. It may not have been, I didn't have any control over it. I, I couldn't make the choice. That's one thing for sure. But I do have a choice in how it ends. I'm not going to live in sorrow. Come on, this time somebody pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and say, you know what? I'm going to quit talking about it. I'm going to quit just living with it. And I'm going to drag myself out of this sorrow and discouragement and depression and live for God and have victory. <laughs> Jacob was a man that was born without the blessing. But that didn't stop him. He said, I may, may have been born without it. Oh, but bless your heart. If you give me a chance, God, I'm going to get it. His name, his mother gave him, meant trickster, con artist, deceiver. Every time she woke him in the morning, Jacob, 
deceiver, card artist, trickster. Every time she picked him on the cheek at night and put him to bed, oh, Jacob. Hallelujah. He said it ain't going in like that though. And at Peniel, he was wrestling with an angel of the Lord. And when the angel said, let me go, he said, no, it came in like this. I can't let it go like this. I've lived with this long enough. There's got to be a change in my life. I feel like there's somebody in this building right now that feels that same way in your heart. I came here one way, but I got to leave another way. I came in the north gate, but bless your heart, I've got to leave out the south gate. I've got to leave change. There's got to be a difference in my life. It can't end like this. I've got to have something happen to me. Does anybody feel that way this morning? <laughs> Prophet Isaiah came to the house of King Hezekiah, knocked on the door and said, Well, I know you've been sick, but I got some worse news for you. You know, preachers, they don't always have the most positive message. I wish that we could just put on everybody on the ceiling every night, swing from these chandeliers and bite holes in the sheetrock, but that's just not the way it is all the time. You got to preach what God gives you. And he said, I got a message for you, Hezekiah. He said, that sickness is unto death. You're going to die. And he didn't stand and hold hands with him and cry with him and say, well, it's been nice knowing you. He just turned around and walked out. But the Bible said, Hezekiah said, I'm not going to let it in like this. And he turned his face to the wall. And he began to cry out to God. And he said something like this. Lord, I've served you with a perfect heart. He handed his resume to God. Said, here it is. Look it over. Hey, man, I've lived for you. I can't afford to let it in like this. If you'll just give me a little bit more time. And before the preacher can ever get off the palace property, God turned him on his heels and said, go back and tell Hezekiah that 15 years have been added to his life because he refused. He refused. Come on, somebody in this place ought to get excited this morning. Somebody in this house ought to wake up and realize, I'm going to refuse. I'm going to get defiant. It's not going to end like this. It's not going to end like this. Come on. Why don't you tell God, I can't let it end like this come on mama I know your children are still out there don't let it in like this let this be the revival that they get the Holy Ghost in come on daddy I know you've been praying for something to happen in your home don't let this revival close until it happens Joshua was experiencing one of the greatest victories of his life momentum was with him he was conquering his enemy but while he was fighting and swinging his sword he looked down on the horizon and he noticed something the sun was going down and Joshua said no I refuse to let it end this way I haven't got all the victory that I want. Is there anybody that feels like that? I haven't had all the revival that I want. I haven't got all the victory that I want. I haven't seen all the prayers answered that I want to see. (laughs) 
I heard about a fight that broke out on a church parking lot, ironically, between two men. And one of them was just putting a whipping on the other. He had him in a headlock and he was just beating the tar out of him. And the pastor was notified. He ran out in the parking lot. He said, hey, fellas, break it up. And he saw what a whipping the one was getting. He said, hey, fella, he's had enough. He said, I'm sorry, preacher. He said, but I, I haven't got all that I want yet. I wonder if there's somebody in this place that feels that way. Devil, you may be down. You may be bloody. Amen. But I got news for you. Not all that I want yet. There's a little more victory that I want. There's a little more revival that I want. There's some more miracles that I want to see. Come on, there's some more prayers that I want to see answered. There's some more things that I've got to see happen in this revival. I want some more breakthrough. Does anybody feel that way? I want some more glory to fall in this house. I want to see more powerful unction and power of the Spirit flow in this house. Joshua said the sun might be going down. But there's still some more that I've got to see happen. I'm not through yet. And so in a passionate moment of prayer, he looked at the sun. And he said, son, stand still. I need just a little bit more time. If you'll just give me just a little while. I've got to have some time to get the victory. I've got to have a little more time. Somebody come in this house this morning praying, God, if you'll just give me a chance, if you'll just give me an opportunity, I need the Holy Ghost today. God, if you'll just give me a chance, I want deliverance today. God, if you'll just give me the opportunity, give me a little time. I need healing in my body today. I need a miracle in my soul. I can't let it end this way. Come on, Lord's holding the sun back for somebody. God's giving somebody just a little more opportunity. He's giving them just a little bit more time because your marriage doesn't have to end the way that it is. Your children, amen, they don't have to die lost. And you too don't have to go to hell. It doesn't have to end that way. Amen. The sun may be setting, but there's just a little bit more time. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Raise our hands to the Lord. Talk to Him for a few moments. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you again, how do you want it to end? How do you want the concluding chapter of your life to read? It's not the beginning that counts. It's the end that counts. I ask you, are you going to let the sun set on your sin? Are you going to let the sun set before you get victory over that spirit that's trying to possess your mind? Oh, there's just a little bit more time. God has set aside this service for somebody's held the sun back. He said there's one more that needs to pray through the Holy Ghost. There's somebody else that needs victory in their life. There's somebody else that came to this church to be changed of God. Visitor, is this the way you want it to end?
Come on, saint of God. Is this the way that you want your life to conclude? As musicians begin to play, I, I want to ask those of you that refuse to let it end like this. I'm preaching to everybody in this building. I want you to step out in that aisle and say there's a little bit more revival preacher that I want. Come on, visitor. There's enough Holy Ghost left for you. God hasn't forgotten about you. Don't let it end like that. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to be lost. Don't let it end this way. Step out from where you are and make your way to the front of this building. How do you want it to end? Because it's the end that's going to matter in eternity. It's the end of your life that you're going to be judged for. It's the end of your life that's really going to matter to you. It's the end that decides your destiny. Let's make our way to this altar sing. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel the touch of God in the lives of people this morning. It doesn't have to end this way. There could be a change. There could be a revolution. Amen. There could be a revival in this church like we've never seen or known before because somebody makes up their mind this morning. I refuse to let it end like this. Would you pray? Would you seek the face of God? If there's a visitor near you, would you be conscientious enough and burdened enough to reach over to them and pray? Come on. There's people here that need the Holy Ghost. There's people in this place that need the touch of God in their life. They don't want it to end like this. There's chaos. There's confusion right now, but there's going to be a change by the time this service is over. Hallelujah, there's going to be a change in somebody's life. Oh, yes. Come on, reach out to God. Talk to Him. Seek the face of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.